lunch I eat a sandwich with a glass of Coke to roll. No one can see you drinking when you're working from home. I still produce reports in a professional font. But now when I have downtime, I can do what I want. And welcome to the Existentialist Cucumber, the podcast that just found out that 85% of Americans don't know how to do basic math. Thank God we're part of the other 25%. And my name is Larry Wu. I'm Curtis Withers. Uh, Larry, we're uh, we're recording on a rare Saturday, uh, and uh, what's the party the, edition? It's the party edition. Uh, Larry and I have both had a, a glass of wine, so strap in. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a hell of an episode. Well, well, because it's also in honor of Frosh Week, because it, we are. Oh well, Frosh Week would have been like the last couple of days or last week. Uh, now, Frosh Week has been a while for you and I at at, at good old uh, Carlton U. Oh, geez, I guess it has it been thirty years? I guess almost, yeah. right? Yeah, for, yeah. For I think, it, I think, I think, yeah, thirty years. So, so I was having a chat with uh, a, a fellow uh, Carlton alumni who uh, ushered his uh, daughter off to university. Uh, she's at Guelph, and I, I texted him saying, "Any reports from Frosh Week?" And uh, his response was quite funny because, you know, he and I went through Frosh Week. So, you know, we 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 get it. And he said um, he basically said there's basically no Frosh anymore. It's all speakers on consent, gender identity, etc. She's having lots of fun, but no res teams or team events, um, which he then and I got on the phone. We started talking about it. And and I think he he reminded me about this incident. It uh at Mac with an engineering student who I think went down some kind of slide that they built. And he, um, I think he broke, broke his neck and subsequently passed away. And I think at that point, a lot of schools just went, no, we're done with, with those kind of like team antic events. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Which was, uh, Different from uh, when we were at Carleton, uh, I I think you were you were the next year, um, but I remember for us we you all got uh, put into into sort of like your 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 tribes or teams or whatever. So so ours was based on um, animals. We were the mountain mm. gorillas. Oh yeah, and, Diane and- Fossey. Yeah, Diane Fossey. She would she would be she would not be that pleased with our our song. So this is what they they made it up this song and 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 people sang it wherever they went. Uh I didn't sing it that much, but like it was we're the mountain gorillas, we're the mountain gorillas, we're the mountain gorillas, we drink until we puke. We drink until we puke, we drink until we puke, we're the mountain gorillas, we drink until we puke. This was this 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 was my first exposure to an institution of higher learning, and, and I, I I hear that was like a lost track on Farewell to Kings. <laughs> yeah, I think so. It doesn't that sort of? It sounds like something Neil Peart would have written. Oh <laughs> sure. uh, yeah, sure. like but but that that was the sign of the times, right? So yeah, we I think they. The following year, they did the same thing. I think our theme was uh, uh, old TV shows because I think yes, it was like that's right. Yes, I remember classics. that. Yeah, yeah. So we were the Beverly Hillbillies. So you got to think in 1992, 
who remembers the Beverly Hillbillies? Now, being a pop culture junkie, I watched the the Beverly Hillbillies, so I got it. I don't know if many other people on my floor uh, got the connection or ever watched even a single episode. Probably not. Although around that time, although it might have come later, I'm not sure, but there was the Beverly Hillbillies movie starring Jim Varney of Ernest fame. Oh, deep cut. Very good. uh, And former Playboy playmate uh, Erica Elniak. Hey. Yeah, it was great. It was as good as it sounds. Up come the ground, come a bubble and crude. <laughs> Man, that was a good that was a good theme song. We did the you know back back in the golden age of TV. But uh, oh yeah, you're you're right. Like I think you and I were also again. I, I don't know the generations before, but it it definitely seemed like Frosh Week even for us was a big change for a lot of people because we were start kind of at the the beginning of the political correctness movement, or it became a term and a thing. Basically. Meaning, don't be a dick <laughs> or an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> At least that's how I took it. I, I was like, okay, you know. That's it was definitely I mean. starting around that time. I, I think so. For Versus having these, because it, uh, the modern day one, it sounded like it was more about bringing in speakers to come and talk. And that, those were, quote unquote, the events and creating... Uh, gender pronoun buttons that people could wear and that was kind of like the the quote-unquote team building event but yeah definitely not the crazy like obviously people before us did crazier crazier stunts it you know it obviously got melded out but i remember thinking wow one of the most dangerous things we did was and i think you said your your frosh did the same thing is the tug of war between floors across the canal Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not just a canal because there was the locks there, right? Yep. And and I think that's where it was done. And the first three people of the losing team would inevitably fall into the canal. Now, you know, it's not a swimming pool, right? There's concrete <laughs> on either side. No one knew how deep it was. So people were falling in potentially sometimes, you know, even head first. And the water was not exactly like crystal clear clean. Um, so I was kind of when I look back at that, I was like, holy smokes, that could have been that could have went really bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you would never see, obviously, anything like that today. But uh, yeah, that time. Yeah, there was there was a, a, um, all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, I, I, I was a bit more uh, reserved and uh, didn't get too into. I don't think I played the in the tug of war, but I certainly remember it. And I certainly remember, uh, avoiding the like head mountain gorilla. Cause I didn't want to be sort of cajoled into participating or anything <laughs> with what's going on. Um, I think I played like softball, like I tried to keep it pretty, pretty normal, but, uh, um, I do remember the bands. Uh, we had Sue medley. Do you remember Sue medley? Dangerous mm. times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we had, um, the uh, the Sky Diggers wow. with the opening band, the Bare Naked Ladies. Wow, now, this, is, this is before Gordon, but that sandwich e that sandwich cassette, you know, the the EP cassette that they came out with was going gangbusters. So I felt terrible for the Sky Diggers because people went and saw Bare Naked Ladies, and then everybody uh, left. Uh, that, that was the yellow cassette, right? It was yellow, yeah. yeah and yeah, it had a yeah, sandwich yeah. on it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it had like Brian Wilson and if I had a million dollars and I can't mm-hmm. remember what else, but like all the other speakers corner hits. Right. Right. Um, right. Yeah. So oh, who is, and then when, and then the third band was, uh, 5440. Holy uh, Neil, smokes. Neil Osborne and the boys. It was a CanCon. Oh man, it was a it was a it was it was an absolute uh, CanCon extravaganza. Were Carver. they all playing at one night or throughout? Throughout. Oh yeah, yeah these were on different nights. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Who who is yeah. the booker for the for your year? Because we we got now, I guess infamous and now toxic. We had Moxie Fruvis. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and they pay. They, did they play in Fen Lounge? Is that where the concert was? Uh, our concerts were. Um, no, what was the one? Was it which one was Fen Lounge? Was that the one in uh, in the Unicenter, or was that the one in, in Residence? Res Res Commons. Res Commons. No, these ones were the uh, Proctor Proctor Hall. It was called, I think. Okay. Where um, in the Unicenter? Uh, that's where that's where I saw. Actually, I think I think um, fifty four forty might have even been outside somewhere. But I would have uh, thought they would have been big enough for like that. That if they were not small in that time. Like uh, no, no, no. But I think I think the biggest band, the the one that got the most buzz, was the Bare Naked Ladies, who were opening for the Sky Diggers. <laughs> and then everyone left. Yeah, and everyone left. So so in a in a modern. Um, a story for Carlton. My niece uh, messaged me and told me that she uh, has a job or started before Frosh Week um, at Roosters. Yep. So she's pulling coffee at Roosters, and I kind of went, "Oh boy, yeah, I know Roosters. I spent a lot of time at Roosters, and I spent back then. It was a lot different because I told her it was basically a bar that pulled coffee. Yes. And now when you look on like the Instagram for roosters, it's like artisanal sandwiches. It's basically like a, I don't know, like a freshie or a impact kitchen, like one of those things where you can get these really nice salad bowls and and <laughs> get yeah, some yeah. really nice fancy coffees. And it's it's bright and clean. Like I guess they got rid of all that ugly wooden furniture and pulled uh, out that carpet or whatever it was that was on the floor. Yeah, um, we used to go there. We used to go there to to drink pitchers and yeah. they had like a pizza hut kiosk in there there was no artisanal sandwiches they had a pizza hut kiosk and we would watch 90210 or that's, the simpsons that's exactly now thank you for reminding me because i knew there was like some type of one food item that people went there specifically for and and thank you for reminding me uh yeah it's it's a lot different and i so i just i didn't really want to like reminisce with her too much but i just kind of gave her some crib notes of what roosters was like for me at the time and i don't know if it is like a central still a central point for people to meet up there because it it basically was like it it was if you lived off campus that's where you kind of went if you weren't a grad student right (laughs) yeah because then you then you got to go to mike's place yeah which did you hear? I, I, Mike's place I don't think exists anymore. But now it's like this, uh, like ultra. Not that it was intended to be an ultra fufu Indian restaurant, but it sorta has now. And like people are coming off campus to eat there. Like I, it almost sounds like it's going to become a Michelin star restaurant. Oh wow! Mike's place does still exist because my friend Sean oh. Sutherland uh, took a picture of it recently. And okay, okay, maybe maybe I'm thinking, but, but about- it might have moved. 
maybe I'm kind of thinking it might be some other uh, kind of is lounge. Oliver's? Is it Oliver's? No, no. It sounded like it was a small spot, and I it, it maybe it maybe I heard the story incorrectly where Mike's place disappeared, and maybe it took over where Mike's place used to be, like yeah. where you and I know where it was. Yeah, Could but apparently, yeah, moved, and then that place, the restaurants now where Mike's place used to be. I haven't been. I, ha- I haven't been to, to the Carlton campus in a while. Last time I was there sort of uh uh you know to to build on what you're saying like it's a way different campus like it's actually like quite quite a respectable <laughs> place to go to university now <laughs> that's hey. like, not like when we were there that's I, I think i've said it on the show before it just means that our degrees the the value of our degrees <laughs> keep going up and that's okay <laughs> not 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 like because when i went uh, that was the first year of the McLean's uh, uh, university survey. Oh yes, forty-eight. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, but, yeah. But, I think, I think, I think. What was what was lower than than Memorial? Oh, and I forgot who else. Yeah, Memorial and and like one of the uh, uh, one of the University of Quebecs. I don't know if it was like Trois Rivières or. One of those, probably not Trois Rivières. I think that was a fairly well-regarded one, but I yeah. think one of those, one of those ones was like 49th or whatever. Well, also Carlton. Again, it was definitely for your year and my year. I don't know how far back they had that policy, where the entrance requirements from your marks was extremely low. Mm-hmm. I think when I went to Carlton, it was like a 65% grade average, and they'll let you in. It was 60 my first year. Guaranteed. <laughs> 60% on your OACs. Guaranteed. Guaranteed entry. Oh, my God. I think I think I need another glass of wine. 60%? That's like, what is that? Is, is that a D plus? Or is that a, is that a C minus? <laughs> C minus. It's a C minus. On the border of a D plus. But, uh, but like, you know, at the risk of sounding like elitist or whatever, but what is the point of university at that stage? If... We want if, your we want your first year money. Yeah, because that's what would happen was um, like 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 some people would go in because they could and because it's expected of them. Like like you know maybe they maybe um, they would they would because like there was some colleges um, offering like excellent programs that to be to be honest they're going to serve you. Uh, way better than a than a general arts degree from Carleton when you're entering the workforce, right? Mm-hmm. And but but you know how it was, uh, and maybe it's still like that. But definitely when we were coming out of high school, like it's expected that you go to university. So for a lot of people, that was their only shot, right? It's like either either get on a waiting list somewhere else or get in a Carleton guaranteed. They get in a Carleton, they go and they they take out all the required readings from. <laughs> from the syllabus of whatever course they're in and then just not go to the courses and then bring the books back at the book amnesty and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so like people were, were who were trying, you know, were pretty upset. And then, you know, and this always happened in journalism school. Like we, we, you know, when you're doing like uh, campus news, someone always did the story on the one person who didn't fit in academically in high school and got into Carleton with a 60% and then flourished and made the Dean's list. And it's like, that's a great story for every one of those, those people. There's like, you know, 999 
<laughs> you, you didn't do that. Well, I'm sure living in res, you probably, well, your res were, because you had respectable marks and you lived in the nice res. You probably still heard or seen the Christmas graduate, right? They never mm-hmm. came back yeah. in January. Oh, oh, God. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I think I must have had at least a few Thanksgiving graduates. <laughs> It's like what happened to what happened to what's his face? Oh, he goes, oh yeah, yeah. He did. He didn't want to come back, and it was like, oh. But um, but you're right. Like I think during that time there was a lot of pressure. Like you have to go to university. You have to go to university. Mm-hmm. And you know when I look at today, like when I am given a resume, I don't I don't really care where you went. <laughs> like I guess there's less emphasis to that. Maybe if you if you if you if you went for a graduate degree, I'd maybe be more you know oh where did you get your mba but for yeah. your bachelor's like who, who, yeah who no, cares? We, yeah the last two jobs we've hired for like uh, we haven't really looked at that at, at, I, I never i never make it really to that i just looked like oh you were you were you know here here and here that's great that's good i don't even make it really to the education <laughs> part yeah so i, I definitely don't of, make it to the i don't have definitely don't make it to the skills you know the, the little skills section at the end like a, a bullet points like microsoft uh, word and excel word, and did, did they, word processing yeah yeah it's just like uh i don't care you know you know i'm sure modern, I'm, I'm sure you i'm sure anybody anybody can use a word processor now and if you can't you can pick it up well where, where do you draw the line i know how to use the phone yeah <laughs> I know how to use my lungs. Oh God, yeah. So it's it's nice to kind of reminisce, but I'm uh, hopefully everyone's having a safe uh, frosh week. Don't tell your parents what you did if you kind of did something bad, because man, they're super young now, right? You're you're going into first year university, seventeen. Yeah, yeah, seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, man, yeah. that's what two years younger than we, we, you and I went. I I don't think I could have handled it when I was seventeen to go. No. I could barely do it, and I was nineteen, and I turned twenty in first year in January. I'm, I'm you know, I, I know you were probably you were a little younger, but uh, man, I, yeah, I, don't I was think eighteen. I, I was eighteen when I went, and then I turned nineteen in January, so like halfway through the year. But yeah, uh, yeah I could still go to Hull at that. You point. You could still go to Hull. Yeah, um, yeah. But it was funny though because like when I got my second degree. Uh, and I was 30, uh, when I, when I went in and, uh, and it was the, uh, and, cause I'm, cause I, cause I'm, I'm the one idiot who has two undergrads, <laughs> but, uh, so I went in for, for uh, uh, to, when I went for my second degree, I went in as a, uh, with the double cohorts. So there was me and then like at 30 and then like 17 year olds in my class. And it was like. You know, this is like this is like some sort of '90s sitcom, you know, starring we're, we're, like I don't know who would be. <laughs> where you're the narc, or you're the guy that was uh, maybe uh, in a coma for yeah. all those years, and you wanted to kind of go back to school. Yeah. It was like it would, yeah, it would be like what Mark Lynn Baker did after Perfect Strangers. It would be like, his, his <laughs> or uh, uh, what was that? Uh, Adam Sandler movie, um, Billy oh, Madison. Billy Madison. Yeah, it's like a Billy Madison type of thing. <laughs> Yeah, it was weird. It was weird, right? Because no, like, no, hey, 
I, 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 I'm not, I'm just, I'm just envisioning it. I, I, I totally get it. I, I, I just more applaud you to go back into a classroom that late in life. I, I think even today, I, I think I would still have a problem going into the classroom. And I think just because I was just a bad student. Yeah. <laughs> Hence the reason why I went to Carleton because I, I recently um, had another friend who went to Carleton. His uh, daughter is going into Laurier. And I remember telling him, say, saying, oh, well, back in the day, I got a really lovely rejection letter from Laurier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was the thing you would uh, you, you would uh, compare rejection letters with your friends and stuff. like Yeah. That. And, and, and of course, you knew, because if you got accepted, you got the lovely vanilla envelope. Yeah. And then if you got the rejection letter, it's like this white envelope. Yeah, very thin. Very thin and, yeah. and you know, and basically, you know, to whom it may concern. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, that was a nice little walk down Frosh Week memory lane, Curtis. Thank you. Oh, yeah. um, let's uh, let's let's switch over. Dad countdown. It's what, two weeks to go? Yeah, two weeks Monday. Uh, so yeah, two weeks to go uh, for you know, um, for finally, finally uh, get to the end of the the pregnancy uh, part of things, and then the real fun begins. Yeah. Now, I think I asked you at the beginning of the show, but I'll ask you again: Is Heather at that point where she's like looking down and saying, "I love you," you know, baby of mine, but please. Get the f out. <laughs> <laughs> she may be thinking that. I don't know. She's pretty. Uh, I th- I th- yeah, I think she's still. She's still very. She still has a very positive Good. attitude about the whole thing. But I, I, I kind of am thinking that a little bit. Like, it's just, <laughs> you know, it's just like you've been in there long enough. I think it's time. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. 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 Stop kicking your mother from. <laughs> stop kicking her. Stop kicking. Stop yeah. kicking her in the ribs from the inside. <laughs> So, so any, any, any kind of, you know, dad anecdote stories that, uh, you're, you're kind of experiencing the, with two weeks to go, any, any kind of interesting things about the voyage? Well, we have been, um, really sort of, you know, you're never really prepared fully, but we are, you know, trying to be as prepared as possible. So like this week I had off and we, we did like a bunch of, we got a bunch of tasks done, um, but, uh, we don't, we didn't have a crib. And so we needed, uh, we, we, you know, you don't really need to have one straight away cause we have a bassinet and all that kind of stuff. But you know, it was like, we had a, we had a car, we rented a car, uh, cause we wanted to do some chores and we thought we'd go to Ikea to get, uh, a crib and I was dreading it. I was like, no. I, I, I was having trouble sleeping the night before and then we got <laughs> getting up, sweats. Like, yeah, getting sweats, and then like we got up, you know, we said like, like we got to get there, we got to get to Etobicoke like right at ten and get in there and 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 like you know make this like a military operation with like you know just like just like shock and awe. I I, I totally get you because in the before times, the thought of just going to IKEA on a weekend, it, it, it's just like suicide, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was no. It was no good, um, but um, maybe it's because maybe it's because it was like so. So we went on the Friday, which is still like you know a popular day. A lot of people take Fridays off for, for mm-hmm. stuff like this. And then um, you know, I don't know if it was maybe because it wasn't the weekend, and also maybe because like IKEA traffic 
isn't at peak level since the pandemic or whatever, but it was, uh, it was, it was almost enjoyable. And I, and, and like the thing that I was dreading the most is what I don't realize about what I didn't realize about Ikea. Cause last time I was there, I think I had blocked it out of my mind cause it was so <laughs> shitty. Like it was just terrible. Is that like you have to go? I forgot that you have to go into the warehouse and 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 get your own crap and schlep it out of the out out of the uh, the the warehouse on these big these big carts and stuff like that. And there's, I think there's like a couple of jabronis around that'll help you out, but they're never they're never available. So like you know like Heather is not really in a position right now where she can lift anything. So I'm so we found this crib and I'm trying to lift it onto the the cart and stuff like that. But it ended up like being like civilized. Like it was, it was, I got everything on there. We bought a couple of other things. Everything we wanted was there. Um, we found, we found things with no problems. And then we, we, we got everything checked out. We were meeting my parents for, for uh, lunch out in Etobicoke. And my mom's like, oh, what time should we come? 11.45? I said, oh, we're going to be at our Ikea. Like, make it more like 12.31. And And if you don't hear from us, if you don't hear from us, call the cops. Yeah. At 11.15, we're done. So I'm like, it's going to be ages until we have lunch. So I I went and I got got a $1 $1 $1 hot dog. Um, which was, the, which was great. You know, it was, it wasn't a great hot dog, but like for a dollar, it was, it was, it was amazing. They gave me like a receipt that was as long as the receipt for all our furniture for, for $1 and five cents for the hot dog, which I thought was excessive, but, uh, but yeah, it was, I, I, you know, I came out of that thinking like, you know, next time I'm going to go for breakfast. Cause they have like a pretty good looking breakfast. It's like less than four bucks and it's, nope. you know, like a, like a, like a good sort of standard breakfast. But, but didn't you tell me, uh, before the show started, you had like, we, we seem to have this reoccurring story of hot dogs in, at the, at, on the show, but you, you, you had brought this up and oh man, that, that story cracked me up. Cause I hadn't thought of it for a while. Uh, one time, uh, I was really hungry and, uh, well, I had gone and done a grocery shop and, uh, this is when I was, a, I need to, I need to make it clear that I was a single man at this point in time. <laughs> Can I stop you there? Because yeah, as a single man, you made the cardinal mistake of going grocery shopping hungry. Yes. Yeah. That was, that was unwise. I should have, should have carved up before, but, but I think I probably had nothing, uh, which is why <laughs> I was hungry and going grocery shopping. And one of the things I bought as you as you do when you're a single sort of like 28, 29 year old or whatever was I bought a 12 pack of, uh, of like those red, you know, the red hots or the hot rods, what are they called? Hot rods, you know, the Schneider's uh, hot dog wieners. Yeah. Yeah. I think the hot rods were the, uh, the, weren't they the, um, the, the, the dried pepperoni sticks. Weren't those the hot rods? It doesn't matter, but yeah, we get the, yeah. we get the story. It's yeah. yeah it's it's yeah. your Schneider's. Yeah. Um, Schneider's it, like standard, Mm. Uh, lips and assholes uh, with nitrates yeah uh with nitrates and when i'm when i'm i was walking home and i was so hungry i was so hungry and i just i just couldn't take anymore and i and i took the package of uncooked well cooked but like not recooked hot dogs and i opened them up and i started eating them but i'm on bloor street and i'm eating just eating these 
hot dog wieners right out of the thing and i start getting really self-conscious because kind of the liquid is coming out and it's really <laughs> looking that good and it's a busy day you know it's like six o'clock in the evening and so i started taking all these alleys i lived at so i so i was at um spadina and bloor and i lived at uh college and bathurst sort of area so I'm taking all these, all these alleys, just stuffing these wieners in my face. But I'm so hungry, but I'm so ashamed to be eating wieners in public right after the package. So I'm scurrying through the through these back alleys, and then you know sometimes somebody would be going out to get their car, and I'd like be like, <laughs> and then go into like another alley and stuff. And I finally, and I finally emerged, and I'm still eating the last. So I ate them all, and I'm st- in the walk through the alleys which is like i don't know what what is that larry like a half hour walk maybe yeah yeah uh, i think i think yeah it's it's, yeah. it's 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 a decent walk it's a decent walk but it's not you know it's not a 12 hot dog walk no that's and, impressive I, I i don't know if that's uh that that's that's nathan's uh hot dog Kobe, eating contest level joey chestnut yeah. joey yeah, chestnut no, no, yeah i don't yeah. i don't think you you're you're at that going yeah. at that rate you no, know no. maybe maybe house league no, because then they got to eat the buns too. Oh, but uh, but I uh, I I emerge and I come out of this uh, this alley and I'm right at um, College and Bathurst and I'm right in front of like these patios for these restaurants where people are dining like civilized humans and I come out and I still have the last one in my mouth and the end is hanging out kind of like a J Jonah Jameson cigar type of thing. But there's also like some juice on my face from the, the hot dogs and like there's this family and they're eating and then they look at me and they're just looking at me and I just come out and I just finish eating this, this hot dogs and, and, and I'm just so self-aware and, and ashamed. So all the, 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 the work that I did to try to stay hidden and uh, mask my secret shame was for naught because I just emerged in a highly trafficked, highly public area where people were trying to eat and were watching me devour the last. And I'm holding the and I'm holding the shopping bag in my left hand, and I'm holding like the empty package of <laughs> of wieners in my right hand, and like you know, the, there's like that residue. The residue, you know, is kind of coming out and stuff like that. And uh, it was just, it was, it was the worst. <laughs> I'm crying here. So for the, for people that don't know Toronto, where Curtis emerged is the border of Little Italy. And it's also a destination point for v- restaurants. And it, it, it's, it's heavily populated. And you're right, there's tons of patios, right? Like, cause it's, it's mm. just, it's a place to go if you want to try food it's a tourist attraction if you will even there so it's it's not exactly you you popped into a small neighborhood you you you, you like kind of popped into a a neighborhood that would basically frown upon what you were eating <laughs> yeah 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 because there's no hot dog vendors in little italy no they now, were those guys were definitely going back to like you know their 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 friends and saying like you should have seen this guy. <laughs> so I, I I broke out the calculator quickly because it is Saturday night. I don't know how, how many glasses of wine in I'm in. Uh, according to remember that scientist that we talked about in the show previously. Apparently that walk home alone, Curtis, you also lost thirty six uh, minutes of your life. But did I get anything back for the walk or no? 
Uh, I don't think so. No, you had to eat, ah. you had to have eaten. Uh, what was the ratio? I think it was like two minutes of fruit. You would have had to eat like maybe oh. a, a, a couple of watermelons to get the, that time back. Oh yeah, yeah, I might have to do that then, like over the next couple of days. Okay. <laughs> Try to eat enough fruit. Uh, yeah, always that love was, that was bad. Always love a hot dog story. I, I'm I'm still more impressed that you ate twelve hot dogs in the span of, uh, you know, the annex to Little Italy. I think impressed is very charitable. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to be impressed about, or I was, is the return of Fan Expo. So I went uh, last week. Uh, I went with uh, my son and his friends. Now, they didn't ditch me. I just kind of said, you guys go off on your own. I'm going to go do my thing. And they've never actually been to... A show like fan expo before so you should have seen their eyes like open up wide when we hit the floor uh calum has been going since oh geez maybe he's seven eight years old when i first took him to his first one so for to him it's this is old hat in fact because this is like the full first full one post pandemic it still wasn't kind of at the same scale that he's seen in the past um but curtis uh I want to kind of give you a, a, a little recap because you were asking me about the cosplay as being an interesting thing. I was actually quite surprised. I didn't recognize a lot of the characters that the kids were dressed as because I didn't realize it was from this one game and how popular it becomes. Now, I knew, I know about the game and the game is uh, Genshin Impact, right? Hmm. I hope I didn't pronounce it correctly. So many kids were dressed up as characters from that uh, game. So mm-hmm. many. Yeah. Now, they, they also had a booth there. Huge lineup. Huge, huge lineup. At, at 10 a.m., there was already a good lineup. By around 2 in the afternoon, that lineup was at least an hour deep for like a little uh, swag bag. It was like a poster. And I think you could get a photo um, from the backdrop from somewhere in the game, or maybe it's the box of the game. I don't know. There's, there's something significant, and obviously you had to play the game to to get it. But mm-hmm. yeah, that was a that was a big thing. Yeah. Um, Star Wars characters, there's always smatterings, but I, I would probably say it's it's a dying breed from that standpoint. Um, you know, Marvel characters still very popular. Uh, but uh, yeah, that 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 Jensen game, huge. Yeah, yeah. I've never played it. I don't know anything about it. But I do know that I know several friends who have sort of um, you know kids aged sort of ten to fifteen who who play it. You know, and I'll 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 see them online like you know, so and so is playing Genshin Impact and stuff. So I know it's a thing. But, you know, I'm almost 50. I'm not going to that. It just reeks of effort to try to keep up. So, <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I gra- of course, I grabbed a few things. So I, I'm wearing one of the things I purchased, which is a uh, Professor Frank T-shirt that I found. It's it's just his head and it says science underneath. I thought you get a, <laughs> I thought you get a kick out of that one. Uh, I did go and search. Now, I did have this uh, notion that I was going to look look for them, uh, but I was I would say I'm probably unsuccessful. I I went looking for the Big Trouble in Little China Pops. Now, these have been vaulted, meaning 
they're not making any more of them. Uh, you know, it's Big Trouble in Little China. It's an old, obscure kind of 80s movie. Uh, I was only f- able to find one of the storms. So there's six of them. There's uh, not. There's three storms, Jack Burton, uh, Lopan, and Gracie Law in the wedding outfit. Uh, man, I was only able to find one. I was kind of disappointed, but that's okay. It just means I kind of kept my own money in my own pocket. Uh, Fan Expo is also not known to carry kind of used toys or reseller in that sense. So I, was a- I wasn't able to find my... Uh, fourth Empire Strikes Back Burger King glass where, with the villains. So that's okay. Yeah. I'll have to hit up the next toy show. But it's nice to kind of see a show like that uh, come back into, you know, play in the city. Uh, again, not to the same level, uh, but uh, still, it's nice to kind of see that community get together. And mm-hmm. it, was, it, was, it was fun. Um, mm-hmm. Celebrity-wise, I went, I did a walkthrough of that side of the building. And I, uh, saw, uh, Katie Sackhoff, mm-hmm. right. We talked about her Starbuck slash, uh, Bo-Katan. Uh, I also saw Carl Weathers. Oh man. Yeah. Classic. I'm hoping the show obviously gets back to its full splendor next year because I, some things that I thought should have been there, or I would have thought that there were not there. So very low on the video game. I was thinking Blizzard was going to be there. They have been in the past. You know, obviously pushing Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4. No mm-hmm. no presence there. Uh, no Sony um, booth, which means no showing off PlayStation 5 along with uh, a God of War Ragnarok, which I think would be the big Sony title coming out, right? Yes. Uh, no GameStop, which they usually have quite a large booth. Uh, but Ubisoft was there because Ubisoft headquarters is in Toronto and they have a huge presence in Toronto anyway. So they had a, a really nice booth there, uh, but they did not advertise or show off anything with the new Assassin's Creed game, Assassin's Creed uh, Mirage, which mm-hmm. I think only got announced literally hours ago. So that made made uh, sense but i did grab some swag from them so i got an, uh, an assassin's creed lanyard and uh some hand sanitizer from them nice now it was kind of funny because a lot of the i i told calum's friends listen don't buy the lanyard from fan expo don't waste your money the corporate guys will always have swag for you to pick up and i think some of them listened to me some other people didn't but they they liked what they bought mm-hmm. and i was just like oh it was free and then they ran they went off running to get it um i'm not you know what i'm not even a fan of assassin's creed i respect assassin's creed games but i'm just not a big fan but uh so i, I might find some fan to give away that uh, lanyard too because it is really nice looking i guess yeah 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 so they're coming out with a i think an assassin's creed bourbon i saw to celebrate the whatever anniversary did we already talk about this in a previous episode i can't remember. i don't i don't think so so yeah. the, is it who who's who do you know who's supplying the bourbon or no I or is it on twitter um, or is it canadian whiskey i think it's actually bourbon okay like kentucky bourbon but yeah it's coming out uh, an assassin's creed <laughs> branded the, 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 kentucky uh, bourbon. it'd be really cool if it was like you know maybe the 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 uh the bottle cap was like a dagger that you could unscrew and it looks yeah. like a health potion or something like that 
Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. But like, because that series is is how old? Because like, I think it's a landmark anniversary. Um, so how it, old is that series? Like twenty? It must. It must be twenty years. It yeah. must be twenty. Because I, I, again, not being a huge fan, I, I, I couldn't count on one hand how many they have. Right? It, it's so many. Mm-hmm. The last, uh, last few I've really enjoyed. Um, some of them, some of them I've enjoyed more than others, but uh, I, I, I guess I would call myself a fan of the series. Not a fan enough to watch the Michael Fassbender movie, Assassin's Creed. Ooh, I, yeah. I think you were. I think you were. You were not alone on that one. But uh, hey, yeah. Uh, so with me going to Fan Expo, you actually went to the CNE now, but not to the CNE directly because I think you said you went to see the Argos game, but you yeah. managed to try one of the food the dare foods that i couldn't find uh so why don't you kind of let us know your experience yeah uh, we went to see the argos uh kick uh, hamilton's ass sorry what was the score sorry, hamilton uh, i can't remember <laughs> they, they won the they were losing at halftime and they ended up winning like fairly convincingly um isn't isn't hamilton the returning Great come champs? No, uh, Winnipeg's oh. won the last two. Mm. Uh, I think they might have beat. Did they beat Hamilton in both of them? I, I can't remember. But uh, Hamilton's not very good this year. Mm. Um, but uh, um, yeah, so afterwards we couldn't make it to the food building because it was too late because the food building closes at ten. Um, so you know, uh, Heather and I, uh, and uh, we were there with our friend uh, Danielle, and we were looking for something to eat and I stumbled across uh, the ketchup and mustard ice cream and uh, I, <laughs> I was like this is stupid because um, for one it's $13 for a cone and for two it's ketchup and mustard ice cream but I'll be damned if I don't have at least one dare food this year at the CNE uh, so I bought the mustard ice cream mm-hmm. and it uh was not good um and i like ice cream. Oh, really <laughs> i like ice cream and i like mustard and you know what i would say like the first like you know f- five or six licks i was like okay i see what they're doing i can kind of get behind this but then you have then you realize because they give you i mean it's 13 bucks so it's overpriced but they give you a, f- a fairly substantial cone mm-hmm. and i realized like you know, I either have to eat all of this or throw it away and, um, you know, admit that I spent $13 on six licks of an, of an ice cream. And I was like, I can't, I have to eat it. Um, <laughs> it's just like, just, just based on principle, based on principle. So there was, so I ate the, there was a pretzel stuck in it. So I ate the pretzel and I ate the ice cream and, you know, as, the minutes wore on and I'm, you know, laboring through this ice cream and it's really heavily like the mustard flavor. And it's like the French's prepared mustard, like that style of mustard. Mm-hmm. It's not like a Dijon or anything. And, uh, and it's just like, it's just kind of becoming a bit overbearing. And then I get down to, to where <laughs> Cause it's just building, right? Cause it's building. Yeah. It's just building and building and building. And I didn't have a drink. So I'm just <laughs> like, eating this really salty ice cream and then and then you get down to the cone and where like you were saying where sometimes you'll get like a drumstick and and like the cone 
will be lined with chocolate. This was lined with actual mustard. Like mustard was just smeared on the inside of the cone. So I was like, oh my God. And, uh, and then, <laughs> so, so I, I ate the cone too. And, uh, it was really, really gross. And, uh, uh, about two, two or two thirty in the morning, um, I, I, I was woken up by a angry, angry stomach. It was just <laughs> kicking my ass. And I had to get up and go and eat some tums and just and just sit and 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 just sit on the toilet. Like nothing happened, but I was like, just in case, I just have to be <laughs> here for like half an hour. So I stayed there for like half an hour, forty five minutes. I couldn't even really like read. Like sometimes I'll I'll like read a Far Side comic if I'm in those situations or like something past the time. I just had to concentrate on getting my stomach under control. Just, the, just, tums, just, the tums did start to work. I did get back to sleep. It wasn't the worst thing I've heard, but it was just like, I haven't had that. I haven't had that feeling since like you and I would like eat a coronary at Dangerous Dan. Yeah. And, I, and then, you know, I haven't had that kind of a, you know, my stomach being like, to hell with you, you jerk. Like, how dare you? <laughs> what, what, what shocked me about your story, but besides just, you know, the, the, the mustard laced cone it's 13 bucks yeah yeah like like that's curtis 13 dollars gets you a lot of ice cream and a lot of mustard if you were to buy them separately it's true it's true you could you could make your own vile concoctions for like you know and i would i would venture you could get like a you know like a russian mustard or a a Dijon, like or something with a nice grain, you know. <laughs> okay, on to the headlines. A new epidemic is raging through Springfield, and this one didn't start with Krusty Burger's Whatchamacarcus sandwich. Uh, Curtis, uh, sad times uh, for the Commonwealth and definitely in the UK. Uh, Queen Elizabeth II passed away uh, on Thursday. Mm-hmm. 96. 96. Yeah. Like, at, at, when you're in your 90s, like anything will take you like, like it's, it's I don't think we'll ever know the probably the cause of death other than she's being 96. But yeah. it, it did seem quite fast, let's just say, because it sounded like she was fine and she was doing a photo op when they brought in the new prime minister. Mm hmm. Um, now, normally she travels to Buckingham and they do it in London, but I think they they. They went to her. Now she had a cane, but she was dressed and she mm-hmm. did the photo op. She looked fine. And then like within what days? Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah. Um the the UK is in mourning because there's a lot of obviously, you know, it's it's their queen. They 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 have more of a uh like a closer connection to us. For us, we're kind of we and I were talking before the show, like, you know, is something gonna happen to our currency? And I guess we'll have to see. And apparently there's an ascension ceremony here in Canada with the PM and the uh, governor general, hmm. which I don't even understand what kind of ceremony that it would be. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. I, guess I don't know. Like, do they, I don't know what they would do. Yeah. But <laughs> I know. I know that. I know that they already did something. They already had some statement saying that they recognize hmm. King Charles the third as the head of state yeah. or whatever. But I think that, yeah, there's some other, yeah, <laughs> ascension ceremony or yeah, like what what was that mean? But I I I, I want to bring up this headline. This was a 
uh, you know, instead of having a, a morning story or how toxic some people are getting about, you know, oh, I'm glad she's gone. And, you know, people jokingly saying, oh, I'm going to start playing the Smiths uh, nonstop. Like, I don't think anyone should be dancing or laughing on anyone's grave. Mm-hmm. So I thought I'd bring a lighthearted story to uh, the event. Headline is Queen's prank on American tourists who didn't recognize her that <laughs> left people in stitches. <laughs> so this is a, a really fun story who was, I guess, a former protection officer or part of her security uh, detail, uh, Richard Griffin. And it's this really fun story. Now, this actually happened in Balmoral as well. And I guess she was out on a walk with uh, Richard. So single security detail. So he's dressed up in whatever security detail. I'm sure it's probably very formal looking. And Queen Elizabeth is, you know, she's probably in her casual garb. So while they went walking, he they come across two hikers coming uh, towards them. And the queen would always, apparently, always stop and say hello to whoever they meet along their walk. So these two were Americans on a, on a holiday. And oddly enough, they didn't recognize her. Like, mm-hmm. I would think Queen Elizabeth, you know, would be next to Mickey Mouse, would probably be the most <laughs> recognizable person on the planet. But yeah. I yeah. guess not, not to these two. Uh, so he's quoted, the American man asked her, uh, Queen Elizabeth, if she lived in the area to which she replied that she did indeed have a house nearby. Uh, she said that she lived in London, but had a house just over the hill. And he asked how often she had been coming up here. So, you know, Elizabeth's already like, you know, having a laugh with this guy. Yeah. And uh, apparently she said she'd been coming up here for more than 80 years and you could see the cogs uh, were ticking in her brain and like trying to, you know, get a a laugh here. And then uh, the American tourist said, well, you've been coming up here for 80 years. You must have met the queen. (laughs) And apparently as quick as a flash, the queen uh, responded, well, I haven't, but Dick here meets her regularly. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess, you know, he thought of, you know, I guess he's been part of her security detail detail for quite a long time and felt comfortable enough to do a jab at her. So he responded, oh, yes, yes. Uh, You know, she could be very cankerous at times, but she's got a lovely sense of humor. So the story, so the funny, the story is already funny as is, but the story gets even sillier <laughs> when the American, because I guess uh, Richard was wearing a, a, a uniform suitable enough for tourists to get a photo of. Yeah. So the guy comes around, puts his arm around Dick or Richard, and before Richard really knew what was happening, the tourist gave the camera to Queen Elizabeth and asked her to take a photo <laughs> with the security <laughs> detail. So apparently they took the photo and then Richard said, well, let me take a photo of you and and ma'am here. So they swapped places and they took the photo and they, you know, cordially said goodbye and and, and went on. But uh, after they left, uh, Queen Elizabeth basically turned to Richard and said she'd love to be a fly on the wall when she shows those photos to their American friends and someone recognizes who she is. Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. 
Yeah, she she had a, a good sense of humor for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely. So, um, yeah, uh, wow, like ninety six. We should all be so lucky. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's oh. it's. Uh, I mean, you know, when you talk about this ascension ceremony and stuff like that, like this is. <laughs> it sounds weird because like they haven't had to do it for decades because because she's been, you know. She, she she's been queen since what like 1950 since she was 2053 yeah yeah and uh king charles is what the oldest monarch to ever take the throne at 72 you know how many 72 year olds can say oh my mom is still alive mm-hmm. yes yeah like- <laughs> yeah so 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 you know, unless unless something really weird happens, his his reign will will not be as long as his mother's, uh, <laughs> unless he somehow, I don't know, finds a way to to cheat death, for, well, well, to, to be a hundred and thirty five or whatever. The conspiracy theorists will already tell you they're already cheating death, Curtis. Oh uh, yes, that's right. So uh, the next headline, let's let's move to something more local. Uh, oh, oh, before we do, we some some you know that's obviously one political story. Another political story here. We should, uh, I guess, congratulate Pierre Polyev for becoming the new Conservative Party leader uh, of Canada. That's right, and that happened tonight again because we're uh, uh, recording on a rare Saturday. It was uh, t- yeah tonight they named uh, Pierre Polyev the uh, the leader. So again. Um, as, the coronation of sorts, because really, I don't think anyone was near him. No, and he dominated. Like he, he won it on the first ballot, like with 62 percent of the vote. Oh, so man. yeah, it was exactly that. Um, and you know, like I, I always uh, need to preface that, um, you know, when I, when, 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 uh, when, when we're talking on the ex- existentialist cucumber about politics or medicine or anything like that. We don't know what we're talking about, but I will. I will say that, um, like, there's definitely going to be. I don't know if excitement is the right word, but like compared to the last two leaders, he's he's going to be in the news a lot more. He's going to be. There's going to be a lot more interest around him. My thing is, I don't. It's it's been known that the the that the federal conservatives. Um, have had a problem because uh, they can't solve Ontario, specifically the GTA. They can't break through the GTA. And that's a lot of seats. And those seats almost all go to the Liberals, maybe a couple to the NDP. And uh, yeah, they they, they haven't been able to do it. And I just don't see Polyev as being the guy to to do that. And... They also have another existential problem, which is, you you said it right there, Polyev is the third leader since Stephen Harper mm-hmm. that they've had, right? And none of them were able to uh, do anything against, you know, uh, Justin Trudeau liberals. And if he can't do it. I, I don't know what that means for the Conservative Party. Maybe it means nothing, right? You know, the NDP has always been second or third place, and maybe there, there's nothing to be said there. But um, that—that's the thing that 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 that's kind of the, the the telltale for me is like, 
they, they can't seem to keep a leader, <laughs> which well, means they can't seem to keep a party happy. And yeah, I mean, there is, I mean, the party is, is, I mean, there's a lot of conflicting interests now within that party because you have sort of like, I guess what you would call the red Tories, uh, you know, sort of like the, the Bill Davis era, Joe Clark type Tories. The Mulroonies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're becoming sort of a, the, the, the minority voice in the, in the party. And then you have sort of like the more, um, I guess, strident sort of right wing, uh, the convoy element, I guess you could call it. So there's mm-hmm. a convoy element and then there's, and then there's like people in various parts of the spectrum in between, but it's, you know, it's a fairly wide spectrum now of, of people who are in the conservative party tent and, uh, you know, like Aaron O'Toole, who was the previous leader, he's, he's from Ontario. He's from the GTA. Mm-hmm. And he's generally, I think, considered a centrist. You know, he's a little bit right of center and had to sort of like make a play for that sort of uh, farther, uh, the elements of the party that are farther right. And then, you know, so, you know, once you do that, that kind of becomes unpalatable in, in, uh, in, in sort of like uh, seat rich areas like Toronto and Montreal and, and places like that. And it's, it's, it's going to be tough to, to uh, it's tough to get through. And then Polyev is like, you know, he's like a, um, I, I would say he styles himself more as a populist type of uh, leader, fair amount of fair amount of fiery rhetoric. Uh, you know, I don't know <laughs> what his plans are going to be. I'll be interested to see. I know, that he did float around uh, the uh, <laughs> tying the, the the currency to crypto, uh, <laughs> oh. which I don't think he has said since since the 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 crash or you know. Um, so yeah, I think I think the the other thing too that I think uh, we were talking about is like he could, you know, I, I think like the liberals are vulnerable to a degree, and I think like he could win maybe a minority. But unlike Trudeau, who can win a minority and then count on the NDP to help him pass legislation, like I think a, a guy like Polyev will, it will, it will be tough. I think for him to work with either the Liberals or the NDP uh, to or pass the any legis- or the block. Oh yeah, or the block. Yeah, that's that's a good point to pass any legislation. So I just don't know if this is the right play. But I mean. You know, again, I am not uh, an expert. Yeah. And so if I were to look in my non-expert crystal ball, I wouldn't be surprised if they can't gain any additional ground that we see a split of the conservative party. And then that would just then then that would be the same problem they had when uh, they were split uh, amongst the conservatives in the alliance. You know, yeah, because right the two sides are going to say well it's your fault we didn't win because you're too much quote unquote freedom convoy type you know rah rah and then the other one is like well you're too much like the liberals and mm-hmm. it's 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 i, I don't know like i, I kind of for me i kind of i kind of get that sense but hey yeah it could happen yeah. it could happen or or like or that um that element could could just move over and join this the uh, PPC and the PPC could become a, a bigger party like a bigger player mm-hmm. but then that will just split that split the the uh, the right of center vote yep yep so 
hey, well, we'll have to kind of watch the, the next little bit. Uh, so the next headline, more closer from home, less political, or maybe if you kind of depending on how your point of view, BC restaurant burns maple leaves. So the Toronto maple leaves with overpriced and underperforming poutine on the menu. <laughs> so this uh, restaurant in BC just thought it would be a funny joke. They put on their menu Habs poutine, which is kind of funny because it's, I guess, well, I guess they have the being in BC, I guess they didn't feel like calling it Van- the yeah. Canucks poutine. Yeah, so it yeah. says Habs poutine, a Quebec classic, crispy fries and cheese curds smothered in gravy, twelve ninety five Canadian. Hey, that's quite appetizing. Versus underneath it is the Maple Leafs poutine. And that has the description, in usual Leafs fashion, a cold, overpriced, dish served with underperforming gravy, ice-cold fries, and a side of disappointment. $67. Yeah. Uh, at 67, 1967, of course, the last time the Leafs won the Stanley Cup. Correct. As, uh, as people who uh, are fans of other teams in Canada will be quick to remind fans of the Maple Leafs. Uh, uh, it's a pretty, it's pretty funny. Obviously, yeah. like you know, I do want to go to this restaurant and order that, uh, just with a complete straight face, and and I'll pay it. I just want to see them make it. I just want to see them have to make it. <laughs> which which reminds us of the episode of The Simpsons where uh, Bart wins the radio contest. Yeah, and the 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 gag prize is the elephant. Yeah, and he he demands the elephant, right? Yeah, and he's like, "Kid, no one ever orders that. No one, no one ever asks for that." But yeah. so you be the same boat. Yeah. I want that side of disappointment. What is that? What format does that come in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The thing, the thing too uh, that I think is pretty funny, especially in Vancouver, is um, the, the, that's that's funny that they put that in. Uh, I'd like to point out that Vancouver's been in the league since 1971 and has never won a cup and has made three finals. So is that really that much that much better? Touche, touche. The Habs themselves haven't won a yeah. cup since 93. So, yeah. Um, before we get off this headline, another thing on the menu that kind of disturbed me was their calamari right underneath the Maple Leafs poutine. Crispy calamari topped with fresh red onion and tomatoes. Your choice of tzatziki or hot dip. What's red onion and tomatoes doing on crispy calamari? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and, 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 and I don't know if I want hot dip either. <laughs> We'll have what to is that like Frank's visit. Red Hot or something like that? Is that uh, I, I think so. I think it's uh, the, the, basically they're saying it's like some kind of spicy dip, yeah. or may, maybe it's like that that uh, the crab cocktail dip because that's kind of spicy, right? It, it can be, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess to someone, you know, maybe if you're in a really white part of BC, that could be extremely spicy. In fact, in in parts of those <laughs> neighborhoods, uh, you know. Sour cream could be spicy, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's a, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I didn't, I didn't read the, the rest of their menu, but then it's a, yeah, questionable choice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, on to our American friends who are always uh, amusing. 
Rich mom accused of throwing bigoted party by Nor- New York fireman denies being racist, then admits blatantly racist tweets. Uh, okay, quickly. This wealthy upstate woman uh, threw a party on Juneteenth Day. Now, Juneteenth Day, for those that don't know, and I actually didn't know this existed until probably within the last two or three years, is the day that the Americans celebrate the end of emancipation, right? Mm. So apparently she decided that, you know, why should these black people have, and I'm going to insert my commentary right away, you know, why are these black people, why do they get a holiday when we don't? So she decided to throw this party um, where she decorated her lawn with buckets of Kentucky Fried Chicken, and she also served Hennessy. So apparently, I guess she invited, I don't know what relationship they have with the fire department, but she invited them over. And one of them happened to be a black firefighter. Uh, I guess he plans to sue the city and the fire department <laughs> for and his boss, mm-hmm. um, who took him to this party while he was on duty. Mm-hmm. His boss who has since resigned. Yeah, yeah. So the story is, this is the best part of the story. And really, this is the story. I guess she wanted to defend herself. So this is how wealthy she is for a private citizen to call a press conference, Curtis. Mm -hmm. Like, when was the last time you called a press conference for yourself? I feel I should do it more often. I I think so. And and, and you being in the press, I'm sure you can invite all the best people to show up. (laughs) Anyways, she starts off basically like Hindenburg burning in the sky. It's it's fantastic. She goes on stage onto the stage of the press conference and says, "I'm here to defend myself from false claims of racism." Then she shocks the room Curtis by basically saying, "But before I do that, in full disclosure, I do have a Twitter parody account that operates under a veil of a persona." And I have made blatantly racist comments under that persona. <laughs> In the article, there's like a snippet of stuff that she's posted. And boy, yeah, like how Twitter has not shut this account down is like beyond me. Yeah. Sadly, unsurprising. But uh, yeah. yeah, the mom of two said the racist tweets were all part of the culture of Twitter even claiming it was part of its charm. <laughs> part of its charm. Yes. No, 80, 80s Doug Ford is humorous and charming. <laughs> when when you go on to Twitter and pretend to be a racist, accord, yeah. you know, I'll use air quotes, pretend yeah. to be a racist? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think there's any fun there, especially some of the tweets like, you know... And the thing is, it's like, oh, well, what's so racist about buckets of fried chicken? Really? You consciously went out and put buckets of fried chicken on your lawn. Yeah. And uh, to to uh, sort of sum up the type of people we're talking about here is uh, um, completely unsurprisingly, they've uh, they've they've chalked up, um, you know, the, the negative reaction to cancel culture 
Mm, yes. I don't know how these people can be canceled when nobody really knows who they are. They're not famous. They're rich, but they're not famous people. Mm-hmm. Cancel culture. Instead of, instead of uh, you know, like, you know, we're going to apologize, but we're also going to talk about how, you know, it's, we're the victims of cancel culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, folks, 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 just can, can you just be racist and be in, be in the background, not be given any air and just kind of sit in your home and, you know, be racist and just leave the rest of us alone. <laughs> wow. Uh, Curtis. Yeah. Where that's, that's the headlines for this week. Uh, kind of ending on a bit of a downer, but man, those people got what they deserved. Um, yeah, it's been a it's been a, a crazy crazy week. Well, thank you for listening uh, to another episode. You can catch Curtis and I weekly on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you find your podcast. Where you can leave us a rating, always hit that subscribe button so that people can find our little show. Uh, Curtis, any last words? Uh, I'm just starting uh, Splatoon three, and I'll have more to say about it once I'm further into the game. Hmm. And that is on Nintendo Switch, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of uh one of the newer IPs from uh, uh from Nintendo, but but a but a pretty popular one. All right, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Okay. So again, thank you so much for listening, and just remember that sometimes a cucumber is just a cucumber. I'm living the good life while I'm working from home.